Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Uh, today we're going to go over, you know, we're going to recap last week, personally, what how I did, uh, best pick, worst pick, bad beat of the week. And we'll go over some other key games, misleading box scores, and uh, what that means for next week's betting value. Uh, so it's all coming up here. So stay tuned before we get to it. Uh, just a quick little note. Hey guys, Freddie Wills here. Check out freddywills.com backslash my bookie. This is one of the sports books I use. I, I like to use a few offshore sports books that are reliable. This is one of the ones I checked out last year that's gaining a better reputation. It's one of the newer ones out there. I, I like checking sports books like this out because they often offer uh, you know, great promotions or innovative contests. The one I liked about this one, which was why I joined last year, was they have a their version of the Super Contest. Uh, first place wins $100,000, and all you have to do to enter is uh, de- deposit $100. So it's a great promotion, in my opinion. You can also sign up through freddywills.com backslash mybookie, or just go right to the website and enter claim code Freddy. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y. So four and four against the spread, four four and one against the spread, uh, with unfortunate losers on Texas and Texas State, my two biggest plays of the week, uh, which should have won, and we'll talk about that later. You know, I mean, Texas dropped a wide open touchdown in the first half that, in my opinion, really cost them the game. That's really when LSU got on a roll. Um, I think they turned around and went 97 yards for a touchdown. So it was really a 14 point swing in what was a really close game. There's some other things about that game that kind of kind of um ticked me off but you know uh we'll we'll talk about that game later uh, and then uh Texas State was a bad beat which we'll get to here in a moment our newsletter play which has been doing so well actually was our push we gave out Minnesota minus 3 uh, in the late action game so hopefully you guys uh were able to get that maybe at a better line i don't know that it ever dropped to two and a half um it didn't well i i actually saw three and a half for a while and then it settled back around uh, three, but um, perhaps some of you guys bought a point, a half point, or something like that. But um, so it's a push. So one and zero oh and one against the spread on the podcast uh, on the newsletter p- plays. Still over sixty percent against the spread in the career of that premium newsletter. So make sure you check it out. I uh, got a ton of subscribers last week. Hope you guys are enjoying the content I'm giving out uh, there. So make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter, free at freddywills.com. Third year of this premium newsletter, 30% return on investment, 60% against the spread, one email, once per week. Subscribe at freddywills.com. And all those picks are trackable. Uh, I have a link there that says track the newsletter on where you subscribe at freddywills.com. It's right at the top, so very easy to find. Just enter your email address and confirm your email address, and you're set and ready to go. Uh, but uh, all those premium newsletter picks are documented. Links to the archived analysis with my full in-depth analysis, so uh, you know I'm not you know full of shit. 
Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that are, uh, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always fully transparent. You can go on my website and you can see that I have had a dreadful start of the season. Uh, some of it's been bad luck. Uh, I'm not going to be, uh, I, I'm going to be fully transparent, you know, uh, Texas state, which was my bad beat beat of the week. Uh, I mean, listen, they outgained Wyoming 444 yards, so 293. They had three turnovers and two missed field goals. Uh, they even had a chance to, to late to score a touchdown in the, red zone, but we're unable to do so. Just another frustrating, and, and one of those turnovers was a pick six. Wyoming was held to under 300 yards. A second week in a row, Wyoming won a game outright and shouldn't have. Um, you know, we had plus seven in this game, 23 to 14 the final. If, if they just made one of those two field goals, we would have covered. Uh, so uh, that's definitely the bad beat of the week, and unfortunately it came on the play of the day. Uh, we had a tough loss uh, in week one with Coastal Carolina plus six. Uh, as our play of the day, another two back to back, and then top, top it off on Sunday, NFL Panthers plus two. Uh, Panthers really should have been up ten nothing in that game. Uh, they missed a field goal. They turned the ball over on the uh, on the Rams twenty yard line to start the game. Uh, maybe going on a drive to score a touchdown. They lose thirty to twenty seven. We missed covering by one point. So uh, that's kind of capped my season so far. Uh, now I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm always learning, even doing this 11 years, and uh, you you always learn. Um, I will say this: uh, September is usually one of my better months in 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 uh, the NFL, and we got off to a bad start so far. Uh, we're go- we went two and four. Uh, luckily, we we did hit on some of the larger plays, um, minus the POD, um, and our free plays were were losers. But um, overall, in September, we've done extremely well in NFL, uh, 118 and 84 over my last 202 picks, uh, with 102% return on investment. Uh, and that trend's available on the website, freddywills.com. Uh, you can click, you can go back this the States back and you can click any pick and it will, it will link you directly to the archived analysis, whether it's on freddywills.com or it might archive you back to my old website uh, where I posted, uh, where the, the picks were posted in a forum. Um, and, and, and that, that dates back to 2009 when I first started this. So over 10 years of data, again, if you click on documented records, you can get all that data with a click of a button. You can export it to an Excel spreadsheet. I'm telling you guys, I I've been on many of my competitors' websites. You're always looking at your competitors and I don't see anyone out there where you can go to their website and just find out what their records are. It always seems to be hidden, not with me, fully transparent. Just want to get that out there before we, we get into this because it's the, it's the number one thing that people focus on when they're going to possibly invest in a handicapper or a tout. And, um, you know, that you, you're not going to get anything hidden from me. Um, so hope, hopefully you guys appreciate that. So my best pick was my free pick this past week. And I, I did actually talk about this as a lean last podcast with UConn. I kind of joked cause you know, I live in the state of UConn. I didn't go to UConn, but uh, you know, obviously their football program has been in shambles and um, I think they're going to start turning around a little bit. Uh, I think the defense is better this year. And uh, you know, they, this was, you know, a, a, a decent pick and uh, you know, they got off to a 10 nothing start against Illinois. And then I got a little worried because Illinois put up 24 in the second quarter, but uh they regrouped and the final was 31 to 23. Uh, now our free picks in college football, 62 and 40 over the last 102. Uh, so really had a nice run with those free picks. 
Um, so make sure you check that out in the combination with the premium newsletter picks. Uh, you can't go wrong. And, um, yeah, so that was my best pick. Unfortunately, it was, you know, a 1% play. And, you know, I rate my plays on a 1% to 5% uh, ranking based on my confidence. Um, so there you have that. Uh, my worst pick for the second week in a row, going against fucking Maryland. Uh, worst pick. I mean, they didn't cover the spread. They they covered Maryland covered the spread by like 50 points <laughs> both weeks. And I faded them both weeks. Uh uh, we we faded Maryland in week one as our free pick. This this week it was a two percent play. Uh, very bad pick with Syracuse plus one and a half. I really thought Syracuse's defense was going to be able to be the reason Syracuse won this game. Yeah, you know, I was completely wrong. They really look like a mess at Syracuse right now. They gave up 650 yards in this game. Uh, they did not. They did have 330 yards passing with De- Devito. He was efficient in this game, uh, but a lot of that was in garbage time, in my opinion. So I really wouldn't put too much stock in that in their 63 to 20 loss. You know, I think 27 and a half point home dog role that they're in this week against Clemson in a night game at the carrier dome is probably too much. I don't know if I have the balls to back (laughs) Syracuse after that dreadful performance, but it would not shock me uh, because Dino Babers and Syracuse have, have they've saved it and this line's already up to 28 so there you have it uh, i mean clemson has not looked good this year at all so really i mean i mean going on the road to play syracuse the only thing that you could maybe highlight is the fact that you know clemson lost here last time um their quarterback did get hurt kelly bryant got hurt in that game uh that was the main reason why they lost that game but um even even last year i believe clemson um played them in a tight game at home uh, let me look up that final score real quick. Last year against Syracuse at home. I guess they didn't play them. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, they did. 27 to 23, they won. So, again, it did not, and they're not playing well right now. They started last year a little slow as well, if you remember. Uh, so, I don't know, 28 points. That seems like a lot of points for me. I get Syracuse looked awful last week. Uh, probably going to stay away from this game just because I don't think I could back Syracuse for the second week in a row against the best team in college football. Another little update here. We're going to update the power five and uh, coaches uh, first in their first year. And, and, you know, the team, the, the guys were fading and the teams were backing, you know, I mentioned this on previous podcasts and I have a podcast dedicated to this. So, I'll I'll touch on this really quick, but we're looking to back coaches as dogs that I consider to be, you know, elite type coaches. Now, uh, dating back the last three years, it's 40 and 19 against the spread with these coaches as dogs. Uh, last week, uh, North Carolina and West Virginia, so went one and one. Uh, so North Carolina, though, 2-0 and straight up and against the spread, two outright upsets, and they're dogs again this week at Wake Forest at plus three. Uh, definitely, I mean, I I can't. I, it, it's got to be a lean for me with the uh, North Carolina. Definitely a game I'm gonna look and dig in deeper. Um, again, I, I remind you guys, this is just one little thing that I look at. Uh, I look at a ton of things throughout the week. Uh, you know, I have my my algorithms and formulas that predict the game outright. Uh, that I tune every week. 
Uh, it, you know, I have 12 different formulas that look at different scenarios and predict the game outright. Um, ironically, I had two formulas last week predict Army to beat Michigan, and I just passed on it. <laughs> so um, there is some value there. And then I look at the situational spots, and then I look at the X's and O's and statistics. So uh, definitely looking in all different directions to give you guys the best information. Another one of the things that I was tracking was fading the AP top 10. Um, the last seven seasons, only 28 teams had a winning record over the first three weeks if they ranked in the AP top 10 in the preseason. And, um, you know, when you take out Georgia, Clemson, and Oklahoma, and Alabama, that, that gets even better. So um, those are the teams with, you know, top-tier coaches and what I believe to be the best in the business. And, you know, look, they're not afraid to try to cover the spread. Um, but so far, Ohio State's one and one. Um, so you would expect them to, under this, you would expect them not to cover this week, most likely. And they're 17 point favorites at Indiana, who I believe they have not covered seven of their last eight meetings. So uh, take a look at that. Uh, it's also their first road game. So um, very interesting early game again. So Ohio State could come out a little sluggish. Uh, so I, I'm not saying that's a lean or anything, but uh, definitely something I'm, I might be looking at. Michigan now 0-2, so I'm probably not going to be looking at them. And, and they have a bye this week anyways before going on the road to play Wisconsin. Uh, Florida 2-0 and against the spread. Uh, I'm sorry, 1-1 one one against the spread. So you, again, would expect them uh, – you know, and they covered this week by just four points, winning 45 nothing. Uh, and Florida, they're playing Kentucky this week. Uh, seven and a half road favorite. Kentucky, I mean, this is their biggest rivalry game. They won it finally last year, I think after like 30 years or something. Um, Florida, I would have to think, remembers that. Florida seems to be a fiery team this year. Um, so I'm not getting in front of that. And I also think Dan Mullins on the borderline of an elite coach. I've mentioned that before. Auburn covered minus 16 versus Tulane and is two and O against the spread. So Auburn's definitely one that I would look at, um, against Kent state. They're a 35 and a half favorite. And, um, it's one of those ones you have to plug your nose. I mean, Auburn also has Texas A&M on deck, so it's a great, you know, look ahead spot for them. And, um, you know, they've they've struggled in those spots before when they're facing an FCS team and they have, you know, an SEC opponent on deck. Last year, Southern Miss, they only won 24 to 13 at home. Uh, to give you an example, early in the season, let me see if I got another one here. In 2017, uh, they struggled. They didn't really struggle. Uh, but I know they didn't cover the spread later in the season against Louisiana Monroe, winning 42-14 to at home before facing Alabama. In 2016, uh, they were pretty good. There was one season where I thought they almost lost. Jacksonville State, yeah, tw 2015, 27-20 at home before the LSU game. Uh, and then later that season, 35-21 to against San Jose State before Kentucky. So um, Auburn – under Gus Malzahn have had a history of struggling. Uh, so, if you, I mean, I still plug your nose with Kent State. Uh, you know, they have a new coaching staff. They just beat Kennesaw State, which, again, probably is only giving us 
line value. Kennesaw State is a very good FCS team um, that runs the options. So, um, you know, I think there's some value with Kent State this week. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, LSU hosts Northwestern State. Uh, I, I'm not getting involved there. Texas goes on the road to face Rice, uh, who plays a very slow tempo, and Texas has Oklahoma State next week. Uh, probably not getting involved there because Rice uh, is without their quarterback, which we'll get to later here. Uh, so let's let's recap some of the week one's misleading finals. Uh, speaking of which, Kent State <laughs> should have lost to Kennesaw State, uh, a very good FCS team. They run the option attack. They were outgained by 100 yards in this game. Uh, Kennesaw State had a 23 to 16 first down edge but lost by three. Despite this, I thought Kennesaw State was a tough matchup after traveling. Kent State did have to travel to Arizona State the previous week, so um, and now you know Kent State has to travel to Auburn. So uh, not a very uh, great scheduling spot, but for the reasons I mentioned before, I'm making an official lean on Kent State because it, it, it's now gone over 35 and – at that 35 and a half. So I'll lean Kent state 30 plus 35 and a half. Uh, Auburn really hasn't impressed me so far this year, especially their quarterback, Bo Nix, a uh, true freshman. I mean, maybe this is an opportunity for him to light it up, but um, you know, he's completing just 47% of his passes, 5.6 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, two interceptions, a very bad quarterback rating. Um, and uh, the rushing hasn't been great either. 4.3 yards per carry, uh, you know, not very good thus far. So, um, but it's Auburn, and uh, that's why you get in the 35.5 point spread. Nebraska up 17 nothing at the half and seem to be cruising towards a victory before they lose it in overtime, 34 to 31 to Colorado. Uh, three turnovers did not help their cause. And the secondary gave up 375 yards passing. You know, I think you'll start to see some people sell on Nebraska, and that's probably when I'm going to be a buyer. Uh, They didn't look great in week one either after everyone was so high on them. Uh, They'll play Northern Illinois here at home this week. Who, You know, look, Northern Illinois hung tight against Utah as 14. uh, And and here we go. Northern Illinois is just a 14-point dog at Nebraska. I'm passing on this game. Charlotte loses to App State. Um, they were outgained 526 to 458 and had a 24 to 16 first down edge on the road, uh, but they lose 56 to 41. You know, this was sort of an ugly game uh, as both teams were penalized over in the double digits. Charlotte was penalized 11 times. They were minus two turnovers. App State had a ton of huge plays in this game. They had an 87, 73 yard passing touchdown. Um, to go up seven to nothing and then forty two to twenty. They also had a block punt return for a touchdown to go up twenty eight to thirteen. Uh, you know, I, I get that they outgained App State, but I mean, when you're down by that, you're going to start passing the ball. You're going to start getting a lot of yards. So I, I've heard already from a few people in the media that are high on Charlotte after this loss, um, and it was definitely a little bit misleading, but. Um, you know, I just don't see why Charlotte should be an 18 and a half, 19 point favorite um, at UMass. And now, now I get UMass just lost by 25 to Southern Illinois. And, you know, look, I went against UMass the previous week with Rutgers. Um, to me, I'm passing here. I, I'm all about selling high and buying low. And, and this just isn't the right situation for me. And speaking of uh, selling high and buying low, I will be starting – 
to talk about that on my podcast. I'll probably have one later this week where I, I talk about some of the, the line moves um, and where you can get line value, some injuries, and uh, the buy and sell, what teams I'm buying on and what teams I'm selling on uh, based on what I've seen so far. Texas State versus Wyoming. We already touched on this game in the open as it was our play of the day. And, of course, it had to be one of the most most misleading finals of the week. Um, Texas State missed two field goals. Any one of those would have gotten us the cover at plus seven. Uh, they haven't made a field goal in ten fucking games. How can you not kick a field goal, make a single field goal in ten games? You're a Texas State school. You're You're in FBS football. You can't recruit a kicker. I don't understand it. Um, you know, they threw a pick six that also cost us the cover and, um, they had the ball at the five at the end of the game, uh, <laughs> where they could have scored a touchdown, uh, to cover this game or a, f- a freaking field goal and then go for the onside kick. Uh, it was a really poor game management at the end of this game, in my opinion. Um, nonetheless, I still think Texas state's going to have value down the road. Uh, look, they outgained Wyoming by 150 yards. They had plus 11 first downs. Uh, Wyoming, a fraudulent team. Uh, Unfortunately, they play Idaho this week at home, so obviously no play for me. But uh, Texas State, to me, staying in their home state for the third game in a row, um, you have to think that they've gotten better in these games. At least they know what they need to do uh, to win games moving forward. They're playing SMU here, who has, you know, they had a tough game against – Arkansas State won 37 to 30, and then they just beat North Texas 49 to 27. So they're trying to, you know, win another game against an in-state school with TCU on deck. A major look-ahead game for SMU, in my opinion. Um, definitely a lean on Texas State. Plus, I think it was 18, plus 17 and a half. But to be honest, I might just play the money line here. Um, so, which is plus 700. I think there's some good value there. I, I would not be shocked if Texas state pulled this upset. Buffalo outgained Penn state 429 to 357, uh, but couldn't cover as a 31 and a half point spread, uh, dog. <laughs> you know, I can't look Buffalo this week, to be honest, as they're five and a half point favorites on the road at Liberty, especially since Mac teams went one and 10 against the spread last week. Uh, the Mac is just looking really bad. Uh, thus far, um, Penn State, a 17-point favorite at home this week against Pitt. You know, I want to look at that game more. I think Pitt's defense is legit. And, uh, look, they should have beaten Penn State two years ago, and, and then they got crushed that game uh, in a misleading fashion, and then they got crushed last year. The line is uh, – they got crushed last year, I think, late, too, uh, where um, McSorley just started putting up points. McSorley's gone. Um, I don't think this Penn State has the same offense. Uh, the line is 17. We'll continue going up, in my opinion, and, and I'm leaning on Pitt plus 17. I'm going to wait to see what that line does later in the week. Other games um, we'll talk about here with some week three, uh, you know, impacts, in my opinion, uh, that we'll talk uh, talk about here. Cal upset Washington for the second year in a row. Uh, this 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 time at Washington as a 14 point dog. I, I played Cal on the money line last year and was you know happy for an easy cover and upset. Uh, that defense is legit. Now Cal is a 14 point favorite this week. You know, I, I really prefer that team in the underdog role. Although North Texas doesn't look like the same team as they were in the past. Uh, possibly hang, hangover spot for Cal, but I, I still would think that they would win this game by double digits. So no official lean. 
And then Washington hosts Hawaii, 21 and a half point favorites. Um, I, I still, I, Hawaii, you know, I, I talked about leaning going against them last week with Oregon State, and I, I didn't make it a play. I wish I did. Uh, Hawaii's 2-0 and against the Power 5 in the Pac-12 right now. Um, they they got to be playing with a lot of confidence. And uh, I know going at Washington's a different story. Uh, but Hawaii, does they always play well early in the season before their traveling situation starts wearing them down. Um, no play, no lean for me here. USC versus Stanford. Uh, Keaton Slovis looked better than JT Daniels. Uh, USC cruised to a 45-20 win over Stanford. Stanford's not supposed to be good, so I, I would not overreact to this as, as they were also breaking in a new quarterback. I see Stanford is going east to face Central Florida, and they're a seven-and-a-half point dog. I think that might be an overreaction as well. Um, I actually lean Stanford there, but, um, I mean, do you want to get in front of UCF and, and what they've been doing the last two years? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't see them being blown out in back-to-back weeks. I'd have to go back and look. When's the last time David Shaw and Stanford got blown out back-to-back weeks? I mean, they lose by 25. So uh, if we just look, uh, I'm just going to look real quick while we're doing this podcast because I am curious um, when they've lost by 21 points or more. Uh, well, just last year, I mean, I know they had injury issues with this when this happened. They went at Notre Dame, lost 38 to 17, then lost to Utah the next week, 21 to 40. Um, but other than that, um, they always play close games. Uh, 2017, they lost 42 to 24 to USC. Went to San Diego State, lost by three. Um, really, this team doesn't get blown out. Uh, Washington State at home, they 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 do do lose quite a bit back-to-back games. So um, I'm wondering if Stanford had higher hopes. I don't think they did. I don't think they thought that they were going to, you know, get to a college football playoff or anything. This is more of like a rebuilding year, but um, I I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm definitely going to be looking at that game. Uh, Stanford does have Oregon on deck, so worth noting. And USC, meanwhile, goes on the road to face BYU in our, you know, USC back in the top 25 already. I I don't understand how they're so motivated to put that team back in the top 25 all the time. Uh, You know, look, they beat Fresno State in week one, 31 to 23. Fresno State is not the same team. I'm sorry. Um, They're well coached, but uh, USC was supposed to beat Fresno State by more than 14, and, and they only won 31 to 23. So, and USC has Utah on deck, and uh, you know Utah is supposed to be the favorite. Uh, they lost that game last year. USC Utah is supposed to be the favorite in the Pac-12 to win now. So, I, I definitely can see USC looking f- towards that game. And look now, this. Inexperienced quarterback in Slovis, freshman, he's going to have to go on the road now uh, to face BYU, very talented team. Uh, I, You know, I, I don't like to back Clay Helton in a favorite role, role. I sure as hell don't want to back them in a, in a road favorite role. Um, let me see. <laughs> I thought I had a book here. I can tell you what how, how well he plays in the road favorite role. I, I just know it's not very well. Um yeah, I don't have my book handy, but but uh, so I lean BYU plus four and a half. Who you know, obviously BYU is off a miraculous comeback against Tennessee last week in overtime. Um, but you know, BYU older team. I don't really think the hangover or letdown spot really factors in with them as much. 
Uh, so that's my lean there. We'll get to some more games here in a moment. Just going to take a, a brief break. Hey guys, Freddie Wills. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before we get into it, just wanted to give you three reasons why you should consider investing in my information. Besides all the awards I've I've earned over the years of doing this uh, for over 10 years now. Uh, number one, I solely concentrate on football. So you're going to get, in my opinion, the best picks. Many other handicappers in the in- industry focus on hockey, basketball, baseball during this time. I'm only concentrated on football. Number two, history of winning, 8 of 10 winning seasons in college football with an average ROI of 34.18% per year. And you can check out comparing that against the stock market. I have an article up on the website, freddywills.com, that has some really good information. Number three, trust. My number one priority has always been transparency with clients. That is why all of my picks are released just minutes after a game starts to provide you know proof of records. I'm also monitored by several third-party monitors. And, you know, my picks have always been archived on the website. You can go back 10 years. I'm probably one of the only handicappers you can easily find records by a click of one button to export to Excel, and you get over 10 years' worth of data. Uh, so check it out, freddywills.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. So we'll continue on here. Um, this one, this game almost made one of my misleading game reports. Uh, Miami outgained North Carolina but lost by three at the end of regulation. Mac Brown goes into week three as a dog again against Wake Forest. He's now 2-0 straight up, straight up and against spread as a dog. North Carolina seems to have enough talent. Uh, I really like what the freshman quarterback is doing over there. I don't think you know Wake Forest is very good on defense. I think North Carolina has more on defense. I think this game probably be back and forth. You know, I'm not going to play North Carolina plus three uh, because I think these two teams are going to go back and forth. I don't think there's going to be as much defense. Uh, so if I'm playing them, I'm playing them on the money line. I lean North Carolina on the money line. Uh, you know, I really am impressed with that freshman team. Howell through two games has over 60% completions, four touchdowns, no interception, and more than 10 yards per pass attempt. And, you know, he's faced some pretty good defenses so far. South Carolina, defensive coach. Miami, defensive coach. Wake Forest, very well coached, not a defensive coach. Uh, So now he gets to face a weak defense in Wake Forest. We'll see what he can do. Uh, Again, uh, the game's on the road, so a little different situation, but definitely leaning North Carolina on the money line. And uh, we'll be looking at that later in the week. San Diego State won 23-14 at UCLA as a a 7.5-point dog. I don't really understand the spread here, uh, and I mentioned that on the last week's podcast. I felt UCLA is going to struggle against teams that can stop the run. San Diego State has proven to be one of those teams year in and year out. Uh, I stayed away from the play because of how bad San Diego State looked in week one, uh, and UCLA had a little extra time, and I I also backed UCLA in week one, so it was hard to turn around and go back against them um, after I thought. I thought they could have covered against Cincinnati. I don't think they played better than Cincinnati, but they could have covered two fumbles um, in Cincinnati's territory that changed the game. Uh, so I, I thought they were going to possibly play better. Uh, but looking back now, I wish I you know, played San Diego State uh, as they held UCLA to 62 yards rushing, forced two turnovers. It, it really is the key to beating UCLA right now. Um, if you can stop the run, you can beat this team. 
However, I do I, I do think there's value on UCLA moving forward when they face a team that can't stop the run. You know, I, I don't disrespect uh, the quarterback DTR's passing ability. Now, this week they face Oklahoma, uh, and, you know, obviously Oklahoma's going to play fast, and uh, 23 points doesn't seem like a lot with them, but uh, Oklahoma struggled stopping the run against the mobile quarterback. They did not play well defensively against Houston, giving up 241 yards rushing. So, uh you know, I, I I can't look at this game either way. It's a pass for me, but, uh, uh, you know, the slightest of leans on UCLA, uh, which would be very tough to do, uh, definitely not going to play that game. Oregon seemed pretty pissed off uh, last week, losing the week before to Auburn in, in really dramatic fashion, uh, last play of the game type of thing. Uh, and, and they take it out on Nevada, winning 77-6. Nevada, who upset Purdue the week before in misleading fashion, so – um, pretty interesting with Oregon. Uh, you know, they have Montana this week followed by Stanford, nothing really to fade in my opinion, but, but I, I don't think Oregon is that good. Uh, I don't think they're one of the better teams in the PAC 12, which I mean, I, I don't know who the best team of the pack. I guess if going to my head, I'd have to say Utah at this point, but they really haven't been that impressive either offensively. So, uh, besides the running back, Moss look, has looked great. Uh, I, I feel like the quarterback has not looked good. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, last game to talk about. I think this is the last game. No, no, no. I have three more. Sorry. Most exciting game that I want to talk about, Texas versus LSU. Easily the game of the week. Lived up to the hype. Uh, even though we had a play on this that lost with Texas plus six and a half. Each team had over 500 yards. Uh, both quarterbacks played hell of games. I was impressed with Texas's ability to get to the quarterback. I, I, I think that was one of the things that I noted. Um, I did give out Texas plus six and a half late. I, I wish I had bought that half a point uh, in a big game like that. But honestly, it should have covered, in my opinion. Uh, uh, There's a key point in this game when Texas running back uh, Keontae Ingram dropped a wide open touchdown from three yards out on a fourth down in goal in the beginning of the game. It was like from the three yard line. Um, and Texas decided to go for it instead of kicking the field goal. If they kick the field goal, we cover this game most likely. Uh, if he catches that touchdown, we cover the game most likely. Uh, LSU turned around and scored a touchdown, a 14-point swing there. Uh, LSU also converted a third and 17 late in the game, converted on a two-point conversion after that to go up 14. Uh, look, they don't convert that third and 17, we cover. They don't get that two-point conversion, uh, we cover. Uh, so there's all kinds of situations that just – didn't go our way. Um, that's what happens in betting. That's, it's just part of it. It's one game. I'm not going to flip out about it. Um, you know, so I don't flip out about a slow start to the season either. To me, Texas major flat spot this week against rice who loves to slow the game down. Uh, they average just 60 plays per game. Uh, anything over 30 points seems hard to cover for it, for Texas in this game, especially with Oklahoma state on deck. I would lean rice, but their starting quarterback is out for this game with a concussion. I don't really know what to expect from the backup. Um, I don't think it, it's it's much of a downgrade or anything. Uh, it's not like the the guy played great, but um, I, to, to me, I'm probably passing on the game unless 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 I hear something else. Uh, moving on here, we had two more games. Uh, Iowa dominated Rutgers as they should as they should. They won 30 to nothing, covered the spread. Iowa will now go on the road and face Iowa State. For the in-state rival, this is where uh, game day is going to be on Saturday. Uh, th- this rival continues to be closer and closer. It was three to thirteen last year. Iowa winning forty-one to forty-four the year before. Uh, the difference in twenty nineteen, in my opinion, is Iowa State needed overtime to beat Northern Iowa in Week One, 
and, 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 and to me, that gives us a little line value um, for this because Iowa State, the only thing that's really changed, Iowa State was ranked in the AP top 25, and then they took them out of it because they played a p- close game to one of the best FCS schools in the nation. Uh, Iowa State also gets a bye this week, which uh, to me, it's a huge week to get a bye. Uh, it allows Iowa State to regroup, fix things before arguably their biggest game of the year. Uh, Iowa was just playing a, a conference opponent. Uh, and is now two and zero straight up and against the spread. Uh, all of those factors have moved the spread from two uh, from minus one Iowa State to two and a half, and even plus three minus one fifteen out there. Uh, now a four point move for what reason? I think we are getting value on Iowa State. The only thing that has changed, like I said, Iowa State is no longer ranked in the AP poll, and Iowa is. Iowa State hosting this game, strong strong lean. Iowa State plus two and a half. I might take them on the money line. Uh, might, I do think this is going to be a close game. So if it gets to three, um, I'd rather take the plus three than the money line. Uh, so definitely looking that direction. Army nearly upset Michigan. Probably should have. Uh, they kicked a field goal in regulation and missed from, I think, 52 yards out. Um, they don't If they don't throw an interception down on the goal line in the fourth quarter, uh, when they were up 14 to seven and they kick a field goal there instead. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have to applaud Jeff Munkin's aggressive mentality on the road against power five top 10 team. Um, look, he, they've, they've taken two of the best college football programs to overtimes in back-to-back years. I mean, I, army is one of my favorite teams to watch. It, they've won me a lot of money the last few years. Um, I, I, I'm really pissed off at myself for not betting this. Um, you know, I, I think moving forward, Michigan is in trouble. I'm wondering when Jim, Jim Harbaugh is going to take away the play calling duties from uh, Josh Gaddis. It's it's not looked good so far. That's probably an understatement. So far, it looks like the offense has regressed. Uh, they they are lucky Michigan gets a bye here this week. Uh, they get to rest up after that game, um, and then they'll head to Wisconsin next week as a three-point dog uh, pass at the moment. Um, you know, I'm not going to overreact to the Army game. Uh, it was a sloppy game. Listen, Oklahoma had the same trouble last year against Army, and they still went to the college football playoff. In fact, Oklahoma went on to beat Baylor the next week, 66-33, to following the Army game. So uh, you can't really put too much weight in those uh, games against service academies because anything can happen. They really slow the game down. Um, Michigan should have lost that game, though. <laughs> It's just crazy. Uh, I was rooting for it to happen because I just love chaos. But uh, last game, Clemson versus Texas A&M. You know, I, I heard it was a boring game. I'm, I'm not too upset. I missed it. Had a housewarming party to go to, unfortunately. Um, you know, back-to-back weeks, I haven't been able to sit up, sit my ass on the couch and watch all these games. This week, I'm 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 looking forward to being able to watch 15 hours of college football on Saturday. You know, I'll have four or five screens going. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be the first time this season. And um, I'm going to try to get you guys some more content later in the week. Uh, we'll talk about some of the huge line moves. We already talked about one with Iowa state. Uh, sometimes you don't, you don't go with the steam. You, you actually have to go against it because we're getting four, five points of line value. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about buy and sell teams and other key injuries. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate you guys listening today. And, uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter. Free at FreddieWills.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. 
If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com.